is Pitcast. Hello, my name is Craig Griffiths. And I'm Justin Blackett. And welcome to the ninth episode of Pipcast, a podcast for ODPs and the theatre world. On today's episode, we have interviews with Lee Rickards from Laidle and one of the creators from the device known as the Pump Bridge. But first, to recap on the last month, thank you to everyone who came to speak to us at the AFPP conference. We spoke to loads of companies showcasing some fantastic products, but more importantly, lots of delegates and... We look forward to hearing from more of you on future shows. We certainly do. We would also like to thank all of the speakers and the AFPP. We hope our coverage, including our first foray into Periscope, was useful to you. uh, And it's something we may engage in more going forward. In related news, the recent AFPP election flyers have been released. So if you are a member of the AFPP, you should have had your magazine on your doorstep. Uh, And so within that, there is the election details to elect Um, a new trustee uh, within the AFPP organisation. And the good news is that actually three of the five candidates that are uh, being nominated for election are actually ODP. So it's such a great achievement to see ODP stepping up and wanting to be part of an organisation because I know AFPP from what we've kind of gathered from speaking to the multitude of people that are there, that they're really keen to have a very open, uh, multidisciplinary approach. And so to have ODPs wanting to be part of that kind of inner sanctum, it's really good. So, uh, and the good thing is that we, Desita Taylor, who we spoke to at conference and featured on uh, our last episode, uh, is one of those people. So it's, it's great. And so... Clearly, have a look, look at all the different candidate statements and and pick uh, who you feel will uh, suitably take AFPP forward. It's fantastic news for the profession. uh, And with regards to our own college, the CODP, we are hoping to have a member of the CODP on a future show. So please feel free to send in your questions that you want asked. Yes, you can contact us in several ways. Uh, We're on Twitter, we've got an email account and we're on Facebook or you could leave us a voicemail on Skype. So if you're on Twitter, you can find us at ODP Pipcast. Uh, If you're on Facebook, search Pipcast, you'll certainly find us. Our email address is odppipcast at gmail.com and you can use that same account on Skype. Find us, give us a ring, it'll take you to the voicemail, leave us a message Um, And if it's something you want to talk to us about, then that's great. Or if you're leaving us some audio to feature on the show, then that's a great place to do that too. Uh, And now on to the interviews. So welcome back. Um, so as you know, on Pipcast, we do like to talk to lots of uh, ODPs that have kind of evolved from their standard band five role, doing anaesthetics recovery uh, and of course scrub, and decided to take on different roles within the ODP world, or in fact, left theatres and done other jobs. And today we've got a guy called Lee Rickards, who works for Laidle. I know Lee relatively well from the days in Plymouth, um, but um, we've asked him to come on the show to talk to us about what it's like being a little bit more than just an ODP. Lee, tell me what you do now. Uh, so uh, I'm a regional manager in uh, sales or account management, uh, so I look after all of the hospitals, universities, ambulance services in the South West and South Wales. Wow, big job. So when did you qualify, Lee? Uh, I qualified in oh, September 2007, I think it was. Yeah. Wow, okay, so a little while ago. Yeah. Um, are you still doing practices in ODP now? Do you still get hands-on, or is it predominantly one of those things that you don't get much time to in your job? 
Uh, don't get much time to in no. my job. It's only Monday to Friday, nine to five. I've got a young family, so I spend the weekend with them. Yeah, no, fantastic. Well, that's 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 grand. Um, so, when you qualified as an ODP, did you spend some time doing some clinical work, and how long did you do that for? Yeah, well, when I qualified, uh, I, I was trained and uh, by the by the military and University of Central England, as it was, or Birmingham City University now. Okay. Um, so I was then posted down to Frimley Park Hospital in Surrey where I practiced anaesthetics, uh, scrub and recovery there okay. um, before deploying to um, Cyprus, did a bit of work out there, um, and then Iraq um, in 2008. Wow, so you've seen some service in your time. I mean, is the training very different from an ODP in the military to, to the civilian training? Um, the, training is exa- the training for the course is exactly the same. It was the, the DIP-HE uh, route that, that we went through. Okay. Um, but then when you leave... Uh, university and you go into the Ministry of Defence Hospital units postings, yeah. uh, that's when things change slightly because you're expected to do different things on operations. Yeah, I guess so. And, and I guess that the, the bubble, or protective bubble within the military, your expectation is going to be higher. You're yeah. part of a big team and you've got to perform. Well, that's, well, that's, that's really interesting. Um, and so your job now, I mean, do you get to use some of your knowledge and your skills as an ODP within your role? Uh, it, I think it definitely helps when you're talking um, about different, so simulation is we're doing the whole host of things without the side of theatres but when you're having those conversations you've tended to find a lot of anaesthetists are heavily involved in uh, simulation so when you can have that kind of pitter patter that you have when you're doing anaesthetics uh, generally anyway and you've got a good relationship you know kind of how an anaesthetist or what what they're going to be after in the same way that we've grown up with yeah um, but yeah it's definitely helps you can if I'm running a simulation for somebody or showing somebody a product and somebody's done something in the simulation, yep. if you've got the clinical knowledge to know what that reaction will have on a patient, yep. we can change the simulators to, to be able to do that. I guess you come with some credibility when you say, you know, I'm an ODP and, and there is the, the pretense, well, if you're an ODP, I know what you're talking about when I'm, when I'm stressing my concerns or I want a product developed. It's very helpful, I think, and of course, anaesthetist surgeons and, and anyone that's working in simulation are a bit more familiar with what ODPs are and so if you're able to put that on the table I think you probably get a better respect and credibility. Yeah, it definitely helps. Yeah. Good stuff. So I mean, it's a question we keep asking everybody and, and it's a concern that I know a lot of our listeners are having but the world of the ODP, how do we promote it better? How do we get people when you're having your hair done or you're, you're on your mortgage and, you, and then you're asked what is an ODP? How can we make that whole confusion of what an ODP is better? Well, it's a difficult one. Yeah, um, it is, yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't think there's one answer. I think no. every time we talk to people, there's always little little projects. There's either YouTube videos or there's university-led projects. But, it's, I mean, have you got any bright ideas? <laughs> no, I could argue that I never have a bright idea. <laughs> um, I, know, the use, I suppose the easiest way, in theory, would be to get it out via, via TV. So um, it's always a thing that how many ODPs out there will sit and watch Holby City or Casualty um, but they will pick points at every single thing oh well, that's that's not right that's not right we wouldn't do that yeah. um, but if if there was a programme maybe more like uh, the London Ambulance uh, where they've done the, the telephone responders uh, series but it focused on what an ODP does yeah. and how, um, whether it's in theatres whether it's they're on the outreach team or they've gone to an arrest they've gone to A&E for a trauma call whatever it needs to be yeah. um, I think on TV, the best interpretation of an ODP that I've seen was on the series Critical. Um, the ODP that was acting on that up until towards the end kind of episodes. Um, I think that relationship, the the showing with the anaesthetist, they were 
it's probably the most accurate that I've seen on a TV series as opposed okay. to real life. I think, I think generally, since I've trained and since you've trained, I think things have got better. Uh, I think we are getting there. And of course, with a more university-based course now, I think I'm certainly seeing universities really taking on the role and promoting it. So hopefully, if we just keep on doing what we're doing, people will, will go there. So what's the future for you then, Lee? I mean, you've done amazingly well being an ODP. You've now emigrated and moved into the world of, 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 of Laidle and doing amazingly there. I mean, what's your future? What's your plan? I mean, you said you've got kids. That's clearly going to take a lot of your time. Um, just to see how it's, uh, see what comes next, really, see what challenges come over the hill. I guess working for Laidle, there's always new projects and there's new technologies and with new research being pumped into resuscitation, there's always a concept that there's always going to be new products for you to try and promote. Yeah, products and, and programmes. Um, so I've been involved in the development of a few programmes and stuff as well, some ideas that we've bounded around and that's then brought on something else. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a good company to work for. I'm enjoying working for them. Good. Well, that's good, isn't it? It's good to, to feel that you're very supportive in a company and able to still promote yourself as an ODP with those great skills and it applies to your practice. Well, Lee, thank you very much for taking the time talking to us uh, and uh, good luck with the rest of your career. Uh, and if anyone wants to contact you and talk to you about you and, and your company, yeah. uh, what's the best way to approach you? Uh, probably uh, email. Um, yeah. I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter and all the other thingies as well, but it's um, Lee Rickards or Lee dot Rickards yeah. at Lairdale.com. Uh, okay. But it's L E I G H. Okay. Um, so, and then uh, I'll get back to you uh, with uh, a response. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time and, no uh, yeah, and, and best of luck. interview with Colin Putt was actually recorded in June. Uh, we were having a bit of a heat wave, so the references you may hear are obviously due to a warm environment at Pipcast Towers. So uh, I hope you enjoy, and here is Colin. Yeah, so here on Pipcast, we are massively keen to reach out to new companies and organisations that have got products that are generally interesting or might make a real difference to our everyday work within theatres. Uh, and recently, uh, through our a multitude of um, literature that comes through our door we've had and seen a new gadget called a pump bridge and we've been really pleased to be able to reach out to uh, a guy called Colin Putt who is a senior healthcare scientist who's based in, ironically in my old hospital where I did my training at Plymouth NHS Trust uh, and he's agreed to be interviewed and he's on the line now hi Colin how are you good evening I'm fine thank you how are you yeah not bad at all I mean we are recording whew, in the middle of June yeah. and so it's a little bit warm it's 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 a bit uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. We're a bit. We're a bit in. I mean, Pipcast Towers currently is not the not not like Trump Tower. It's not. It's not huge. So we are having to share a smaller space than possibly we would prefer. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can invent. I love it. Well, Please you do. are the man, and I think that leads us beautifully on. You're clearly a very clever man, and you've got people around you that are influencing your kind of thoughts and processes. But you've you've put something together that actually might make a difference in my world. Tell me about your product. Well, uh, it, it started actually as a almost a mistake. Oh, um, excellent! Which is which is always wonderful, isn't it? As all the best uh, things do. But well, that's right. Um, from from the mistakes come the innovation. So absolutely. But yeah, it was it was a, a request from ICU to um, to do something about what what can we do with pumps and monitors with their um, with their, with their ill patients, certainly on transfer, um, and at the same time. Um, I was actually developing a new 
crash trolley for the theatres. Okay. Uh, for Andy Hutton, the consultant anaesthetist. And uh, the, the two of them came into the, off, uh, into the workshop in the office at the same time as we were kind of discussing thoughts. And Andrea Carpenter, my, my team leader, um, and myself, had been already thinking about what, what we can do to improve the image of patients and staff around hospitals, looking at patients being transferred with kit all over their legs, all over the bed, monitors and pumps and, and leads getting tangled and all sorts. And Colin, sort of I'm, I am definitely empathising with that. I've been there many a time transferring a critically yeah. ill patient across site and it's a bit of a, well, it's a bit of a comic really. You've got your drip stands flying around everywhere and you've got someone who's kind of opening the doors and yeah, yeah. you certainly know you're on your way. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, actually, uh, but the problem is I think patients don't get the confidence from it. No. But neither do visitors because you know they're, they're walking past going my god what is this is a mess you know? yeah and Derriford is a huge place and you've got to cover a lot of distance at times to get from A Absolutely. to B yeah yeah anyway so what we did um, we were we were talking to Sylvia the sister on um, on ICU um, and kind of come up with a thought about how we can adapt something to put on the foot of the bed okay um, in transfer and, and Andy was saying, well, you know, I, I want one, if we're going to do that, I, I want one on my crash trolley, because that would be useful. And then we thought, well, why go outside the bed? Let's go on the bed. And um, and we, we kind of decided that it was going to be a bridge. And so And it was mainly for pumps, infusion pumps. So we called it the pump bridge. Yeah, and, uh, I, I see where you went with that. <laughs> it, it kind of rolled off the tongue. Absolutely. Uh, which stops all the pumps rolling off the bed as well, by the way. Yeah. But nonetheless, <laughs> but, but the thing is, um, as we developed it, uh, it, was, it was very clear that there was more than one design required because, of course, the theatres, you need a maximum of four. Um, and for ICU, they could be anything up to 12. Okay. So... Right. You know, um, so we, we decided on several versions, um, ultimately one for theatres, um, one for ED, one for imaging, and one for ICU. The ICU one being the largest, of course. Okay, yep, because there's, there's a lot of equipment that comes with an intensive care patient. That's right. And our, our next thoughts went to the bit which said, well, you know, if, if you only have two pumps on there, what's going to happen to the space? Well, you know as well as I do that. Uh, nursing staff, if there's a, a space anywhere, they will occupy it with equipment. Absolutely. Uh, that's, so, that's what space is for. That's, yeah. that's what well, we that's use right. the core of the beds for. for. Yeah. If, yeah. if you've got an anaesthetist, there'll be a coffee cup there before you know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so what, what we then did was say, well, you know, we've got to think of the material that we're going to make it of. It's got to be substantial enough because you know as well as I do. You start off with a couple of pumps, and next thing you know, there's going to be a ventilator, a yeah. monitor. Yeah. You know, you name it, it's going to be there. Um, and so we we decided to use a material called PEPG, which if you know anything about uh, plastics, uh, if you think about a Coke bottle, yeah. it's very, very difficult to break a Coke bottle. Okay. Uh, and that's really a very, very, very thin version of PEPG. Mm, okay. um, so technically, this is a material that you could, if it was a one-piece section, you could drop it off a building and it would bounce and deform, but it wouldn't shatter. Wow. So okay. that's kind of what we decided on. So ultimately, um, with our four versions, 
um, we we can take up to 24 kilograms on the largest version, 18 kilogram weight on the smallest version, the theatres and the imaging. That's so, a lot of weight. That is a lot of weight. It is. But the, the beauty of it all uh, is that it, it keeps everything tidy. Yeah. And of course, as far as anaesthetists are concerned and the theatres, they can see and all, all, the, all the equipment and they can monitor the equipment a lot more readily than they could when it's dangling around people's legs and things. Yeah, well, Absolutely. I mean, I mean, us ODPs do like to coil things up, and actually, if you were to present that in a really lovely way, then we we we're, we we do like coiling. So it's it's fantastic. It, you know. Well, that's the other good thing about it is you don't have the spaghetti junction with all the leads. Yes, uh, the, so the, the mystical. Especially in an emergency. Yeah. Because uh, on the way to anywhere, to a scanner or, or wherever, if somebody were to arrest. Um, then you know you need you need to act quickly, and the best thing is the bridge simply lifts straight off, okay. um, and everything is tidy. So yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it it turned out really well the way we uh, we designed it. Yeah. I find it really but, interesting the, the 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 product design that you you went through because for me seeing a problem I would not have considered anything, and I would have got a bit of acrylic, bent it, and hoped for the best. But uh, it, so it's interesting to see from your point of view, you know, you've gone through the max load, you've gone through the material that you'd use, you've made it stronger than the pumps that are going to sit on top of it, which is, you know, if you're looking to sell this, you, you've done yourself out of a job because you won't be able to renew them. They're going to last forever. <laughs> well, that's what we hope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, that's our job. I mean, we're employed by the NHS as engineers. Um, and our, our job as specialist engineers is to look at tooling um we make tools for surgeons we modify equipment we do all sorts of things but and one of our other jobs within our very very small team there's only three of us um but in that very small team we look at all the innovations that come through in Derford, and there's hundreds of innovations every doctor uh is coming up with a, a thought and a new idea and so we we, we <coughs> conceptual all designs together so you're there to facilitate, uh, you know, someone finds a problem, says we need a solution, uh, we've yep. thought about it, you're, you'll say, give me 20 minutes and a couple of bits of plastic and I'll come up with a prototype. Yeah, well, conceptual design. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, my, my, Andrea, Andrea my, my boss's background is British Aerospace. Wow. Uh, designing um, missiles and things, and, and I'm also a weapons engineer. Well, <laughs> thank God that you're now on our team. <laughs> we went from killing to healing, so to speak. But no, no, I shouldn't say that. Um, but no, I, I, I was a weapons engineer, then I was the head of department in the College of Further Education, um, and then I joined the NHS. Wow, and if not looked back, I hope. I hope you quite enjoy what you're doing. I mean, well keep on venting yeah, these things really I mean looking at the literature that you've really kind enough to send to us, you've even thought about how to store these things. Yeah, I mean, we know, we all know, don't we, around hospitals, what do you do with the equipment? You know, put it down there, put it over in the there, corridor. And no one quite knows where it is. But we, we again, we got the idea of uh, patch lines. Uh, patch lines are hanging in ED department, etc. Everyone knows where it is. Yeah. And so we designed uh, this, this background, uh, along with our, our parent company that are doing the build, because, of course, we're not manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luminati, Wacom, uh, are our partners in this. And uh, they they came up with this background with a rail, and so it hangs in, in prominent places in, in in all the departments. In the, in the theatres, there are two in, in our theatres. 
Uh, we've got our imaging department, they're hanging on the wall inside the, where the scanner is. Uh, in the ED department, they're hanging on the wall in the trauma department, because that one also fits straight onto uh, a trauma board. Uh, so we've modified it very slightly for transport on, yeah. a, on a trauma board. So, you know, it, it's, it's well thought in, in a lot of ways. And who are you, uh, where, where are you uh, producing this? Who are you either selling this to or distributing this to? Uh, you're part of Derriford's uh, trust, I take it, the, the Peninsula NHS Trust, or are you NHS England? Or No, no, we're, we're, we're Plymouth Hospitals NHS you're Plymouth, Trust. Yeah, so, so yeah. And you're, you're distributing this just to Plymouth, or can other departments come and purchase this? No, actually, uh, we're, they're actually in use at the moment in uh, Taunton, uh, Road Devon Exeter, yeah. um, Trelisk, um, Exeter. So they're around the peninsula. Um, and we're, I actually attended a seminar in, uh, or a symposium up in Birmingham a while ago, where there were representatives from, uh, from hospitals all over the UK and Ireland. Yeah. And, um, and there was a lot of interest. But it's like everything. People don't have the time. Um, a few people took some literature. But yeah. in retrospect, afterwards, we, we could have done a better job. I, I could have done a better job. But uh, I'm an engineer and not a marketing man. As your product grows and as you get more people on board, then I guess that in itself will grow. And, that, and that's why we want you on the PIPcast, because it's a, a fantastic idea. I think, actually, with a bit of thought, it could be applied to most people's practice um, and, and clearly just by talking to you briefly you've clearly given it lots of thought um, in encompassing the key areas where pumps do become a problem and that of course is theatres, ED, ICU and of course within imaging as well Yeah. Um, have, you, have you looked at um, paediatric versions or do you do smaller versions for, for paediatric patients? Well, or? That, that's our, our next, our next uh, development if you like is two fantastic. versions and, and that's well, like three, yeah. one for um, road transport because of course that's got to go through totally different test procedures yeah uh, and for the uh, air ambulance yeah um, and also a pediatric version and uh, and and also we're kind of looking at an MRI scanner version Ooh. because the one at the moment has some metal components in it the adjustments yeah. for instance on the legs um, they're made of metal at the second but um, we're working on um, plastic materials uh, that we can we, we can use an MRI scanner. So would you because, would you be able to use the pumps for that, or will you have to put a Faraday cage on top? Is that it would be it would be a Faraday cage Fine. and things, of course, because of course the pump yeah. would be as an artifact. Uh, it, it wouldn't be much good in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Flying around the magnets, that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you could, but if you can get it on the patient, like you said, not not having to bring in this giant. Faraday cage across, you know, separately. Mm. You can have it across, you know, across the patient as long as it stays at a safe distance. You're, you're yeah. laughing, really. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 in development now. I mean, it's going to take a lot of uh, fine tuning, of course. But uh, yeah, I mean, but overall, the, the whole product has gone down really, really well in all the hospitals. Um, a lot of people have seen the advantage of, of saving time because, of course, it's easy. You know, within minutes you've got someone on the way to a scanner, or from theatre to a scanner, or, or ICU to wherever. Um, so it's it's very relatively easy to just place things in a row rather than think about placing it around people's legs. Wow. But the safety aspect as well is, you know, when people are in pain, they tend to kick, 
and there have been instances where the pump has gone flying off the bed. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not unheard of, put it that way. Thankfully, it's not a common occurrence, but mm. it has happened where pumps have come off uh, trolleys and, and beds in, tra- in transit. And, uh, and of course, that could potentially cause a huge problem. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now with this, it's all contained and it's, it's easy to see. And and for those who are looking at you know if, if we've got any podcast listeners who are maybe a bit of procurement and they want to they want to uh, look into this, um, I've seen on the literature that it's it's not a medical device. They, they you know it's not been judged as a medical device by the MHRA, so uh, people can kind of buy it and use it freely without having to worry about a, a new certificate to be added to it. Have you got specific Absolutely. manual handling training that will need to be done for it? I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I've got you better, actually. I've, I've put together a training. Um, a program that uh, people can can use, and on top of that, we're available to to show people and train the um, the educators on the wards and so on, as well. So uh, yeah, we 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 will provide that sort of service if uh, if that's required as well. But the other thing we did, uh, of course, we yeah. we consider infection control, yeah, and, um, and cleaning of the product. So we put it through very rigorous testing. Uh, we used uh, all of the general detergents that are used on the boards daily. Yeah. But we also uh, gave it up to 4% Actachlor uh, treatment. Yeah. And wow. we, we, we tested it time and time and time and time again. And there was no degradation. Fantastic. The, well, that's good, isn't it? That's really good. Well, Colin, I'm a listener to Pipcast. I've heard you. You've sold it to me. I want to buy one. I want to know more information. <laughs> Where do I go? Yeah, but there is a there is that that website. I think I, I gave it to you actually. Okay, no um, problem. We can put it on the link and we'll put it onto the uh, yeah. onto the show notes. Sure. Lovely. Okay, fantastic. So go on the website and that will give me everything I need to know, and then further contact details to you and the company that's kind of producing it, uh, and, and then kind of go from there. Really. By all means. I mean, if anybody is actually really interested, uh, then I'm quite happy to send the literature to them. I can email it, and I can also send a CD showing it in use ah okay oh well that's fantastic i mean we we can we'll share as much as we can from our point of view um and hopefully our listeners will be engaged and and maybe some guys that are doing conferences that you can come along to uh, in a kind of operative theater kind of world then they might be interested to have you coming along to showcase your work and uh, i guess that's something you might be interested in as well absolutely i mean we can do a, a a presentation which shows uh the bridge to its advantages uh, in about 20 minutes okay, uh, if somebody wanted more in depth of course then uh, we, we can we can stretch it out to whatever you want to show you all of its abilities and capabilities well it sounds like a fantastic uh, product well done Colin for putting your thinking cap on and uh, stop building missiles and building fantastic <laughs> pieces of plastic that's going to make my life a lot better yeah. uh, Colin thank you for your time uh, like I said we'll promote your product from our point of view and, and good luck with the uh, future development of it well, that's great. Thank you very much indeed for the opportunity. Hi, I'm Tony Jeremy, and this is Pipcast. Well, thank you to both Lee and Colin for those interviews. It was really interesting to see the different aspects of healthcare uh, that we can get involved in uh, and that we can be supported by from our uh, medical technician team, our memo teams. Yes, it was really interesting to see that someone who has crossed over to the world of sales and how their knowledge can really help get the the correct product to us, the consumer, 
And in the same time, how someone like Colin can develop an idea so simple that has become so useful. Absolutely. Now, before we go, we just wanted to make a quick mention of our next episode, which will actually be an ODP student special. Yes. So if you are an ODP student in any year or a prospective ODP student, we want to hear from you. So we want to hear if you've got any questions to the panel of guests that we will have on the show on how to survive the ODP course. Yes, we'll have a panel of newly qualified and current students to help answer your questions, give you tips on how to make the most of your education, how to pass that tricky placement, or even deal with a clash of personalities with your mentor. So once again, if you want to get in contact, please send us your questions into uh, odppipcast at gmail.com or make contact with us on Twitter or Facebook. Again, just search ODP Pipcast, you'll find us. And of course, our handle on Twitter is ODP Pipcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, We look forward to you all joining the conversation in the future. Uh, So from us, it's goodbye. Goodbye. This is Pipcast.